Uh, shalom, everybody. Um, our topic for tonight is uh, what what could be wrong with selling a donkey through an agent? Um, I want to open by mentioning that um, one time in in class in Chappelle's, actually, I got the most um, creative excuse I ever got uh, from a Tomlin who, who wasn't in cheer. So I asked, I asked him, uh, we missed you yesterday. I'm just curious where, is everything okay? Where were you? He said, he said, I was buying a pregnant donkey. And he later explained to me that uh, he's helping somebody arrange doing the mitzvah of Pidyon Petr Hamor, uh, which is redeeming a firstborn donkey, which is one of the early mitzvahs that Am Yisrael was given right after the exodus of Egypt, right after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that if a, and, and as a, as a celebration, if you will, of Am Yisrael being saved from, from the plague of the firstborn, the death of the firstborn on the night of the exodus. So, so we have a number of mitzvahs. One of the mitzvahs is, is for, um, is to redeem our firstborn ch uh, uh, children. But there's also a mitzvah to redeem our firstborn uh, donkeys, and the so so he went and he bought a a pregnant donkey, uh, which later on was the firstborn of a donkey, and uh, and they actually did quite a it was like a happening in. Uh, in a large park in Ramat Beit Shemesh, they announced that there's going to be a Pidyon Petr Hamor, there's going to be a redemption of a firstborn donkey. They invited none other than the chief rabbi of, of Rehovot, Rav Simcha Koin Cook, should live and be well. And he did the Pidyon. And people came from all over, brought brought the kids, and we saw Pidyon Petr Hamor. Um, our our uh, discussion today is going to involve exactly the opposite. The Hartzvi, the author of the Hartzvi, the the great Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, the Rav of Yerushalayim, was asked the following shaila uh, by somebody involved in agriculture that uh, he a a the boss asked the boss on a on a farm here in here in Eretz Yisrael, so asked that uh, uh, one of the people working with him would would sell the pregnant cows and donkey to a gentile and it'll end up that the that the firstborn uh cow and donkey will will be born in the possession of a gentile and hence not obligated with this mitzvah and it'll be a way of of circumventing that issue now, this is not an unstandard way of dealing with uh, a bechor of a, a firstborn of a of a of a cow, because a firstborn of a of a kosher animal. So it is not a simple situation because we can't offer sacrifices today. So the only thing that can be done is that the 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 young firstborn calf grazes until it develops a mum, some kind of blemish that would render it uh, uh, possible for redemption. So a not unstandard practice would be to 
sell it before it 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 is born to a Gentile, and then uh, after it's born to buy it back from the Gentile, and then it will be uh, permissible for use. The thing is, um, what this what this owner and what this um, and what his 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 worker or his helper. Uh, did not know is that there's a rabbinic prohibition against selling this uh, pregnant donkey pregnant with its firstborn uh, 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 fetus, and and that, as the as the Hartsvi says, is. Is is a is an iser that is mentioned in Yeridea. Uh It's mentioned the Ram mentioned in Yeridea. Sheasur lehaknot legoi chamora kedelafkiyadin bechor. It's prohibited to to sell to a Gentile a she donkey uh, in order to uh, uh, remove the the. The 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 law of the firstborn. We have a mitzvah for for dealing with this. We have a mitzvah to redeem it onto a sheep, or if you don't do that, to to uh, to cut its neck from the back. And obviously, the Torah is 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 telling you to to redeem it on a sheep and give that to a coin. Now, um. So now, here's the story. Uh, he already sold it. And, and the question is, what's the story if, if, in such a situation? If a person did it by himself, let's say the owner himself took his cow, took his, excuse me, donkey, pregnant donkey, and he says, oh, I don't want to get into the firstborn business, the whole thing, and redeeming it with the sheep. I want to sell it to a Gentile. He sells it to a Gentile. The sale is a sale. However, what if he does it through an agent? What if he does it through a shaliach? And there is a principle in the rules of agency, in the rules of shlichut, which is, Ein avera. That now this translates simply is there's no shliach for us for a matter of a transgression. That would be the hyperliteral translation, but it means that agency is is not affected with with transgressions with sins. So now it ends up that when this person uh, uh, sent somebody else to to do what was in effect in Rabbanan, a rabbinic prohibition. Now, the that's our that's our scenario. Our scenario is somebody sold these firstborn uh these excuse me, these these pregnant uh cows and donkey uh with their firstborn uh uh, uh fetuses um still inside obviously uh, with the goal of avoiding the law of the, of the firstborn of the firstborn the of the of the bechor, that's the that's the scenario. He sold it to a gentile. Now what? What's the issue? Well, is the sale an effective sale? Is that donkey now uh, uh, 
obligated in the rule of pidyon or not? So step number one, source number one that he brings is two answers in Atosus and Bamatsia. The question is, if somebody, uh, and the Gemara discusses in Bamatsia there, what if somebody uh, asks a, now here, here, here's our story, a Kohen asking an Israelite, a Yisrael, to go betroth on his behalf a Grusha, a divorced woman. That's the question. So is that Kiddushin effective or not? And here's an interesting situation because there's a prohibition for the uh, Kohen to, to betroth a, a Grusha. And... And there's no such prohibition for a for a Yisrael, for an Israelite. And so the Gemara again, the Gemara is discussing this in a in a in a broader discussion of of uh of of But there Tosis has two answers about is the Kiddushin itself effective? In other words, do we say that the kedushim is canceled because it was it was a sinful kedushim, if you will, a transgression, uh, 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 a a, a kedushim against the rules of the Torah, or do we say the kedushim itself is effective, but the sin, the avera itself, uh, will concerning the avera itself will say einshleich ledvar avera, but you you have situations where there's a transgression, which is not only an action, but it's something that has results. Is the transgression action itself that which is affected by the principle of or are even the effects of that action affected? So Tosus has two days, Tosus has two opinions about if a person um, uh Through a shaliach is, is if a coin through a shaliach is mekadesh a grusha a divorcee, is that kedushin effective, or is the kedushin not effective at all? So in our situation, the same thing should be. There should seem to be in a similar situation. Is the sale effective? Is this prohibited sale effective? Just the Avera itself was done through through Shlichus, was done through a, a an agent. Uh, but the sale itself is 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 effective. Or do we say that the principle of Ain Shlich Lidvar Avera means the act that he done, the act that he did, excuse me, is 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 uh not effective at all? That's the question. So step number one is is the sale a sale when it was done through an agent and is an Avera. So the note of Yehuda says, says Rav Tzvi Pesach Rank holds that that whole discussion just surrounds Kiddushin. Don't extrapolate to other cases. However, the Nesivos, Tivota Mishpat, Kuf Pe Bet. So he says, uh, 
he holds that there shouldn't be any difference between Kiddushin and other cases, and then we should be able to, to apply. Okay, so issue number one is when a uh, when an agent is sent to do an Avera, and that Avera has effects, is is the sin something that that uh, doesn't doesn't transfer for the to the uh, to the principal to the person who who sent the other person, but the sale is a sale, or do we say the whole thing? Uh, never took place, and the sale is not a sale. And the 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 donkey, because this was a a uh, if you will a sinful sale, it it never took place, and the and the and the the sale to the gentile was ineffective. The donkey then would would still be uh, born in the possession of a Jew, and then it would be still obligated in in pidyon in redemption. That's issue number one. However, there's issue number two. Now, I I I uh, do not plan on going through this entire chuva because there's, uh, it's it's slightly more complicated issue. Uh, uh, there's there's a number of of components to it. So I want to go through at least the first three three components. Um, the there are two points in this particular case where whether the principle of is applicable at all is under question. Let's just take a normal situation of a, um, a, uh, a person, let's take the mafia. The mafia is a great example of uh, is because you have an agent go to do an Avera. So the mafia boss tells one of his men to go and slash the tires of a certain enemy, somebody who's not paying his protection money, whatever you want to say. Um, Rav uh, Zilberstein, why did I say that? Because Rav Zilberstein has a book, Hashuke Chemed. And what he does is he goes through all of Shas. I, I, I think he must have books on all of Shas. It looks in the bookshelf in our shul where we have the, the set, it looks like he's got, he's got stuff on everything. And he has these these engaging and interesting halachic questions that come up. Many of them actual cases um, that are connected to to the Gemara. So on the sugi and kedushin of Einshlech Levaravir, he's got the following situation. There's two two uh, people that were partners. They became enemies, and um, and one wants to really get at his his partner. So he he find somebody who's willing for a fee to go uh, slash the guy's tires. So he goes and he, he, he tells him what car it is. It's a, it's a, it's a white uh, SUV. And he slashes the tires. Now in that case, he actually slashed the wrong tires because there were two people that had similar cars and that's a more complicated case. But let's take that normal case. So the the Gemara says, agency doesn't work for a, for, a, for a transgression. Why? 
Divrei Rav v'Divrei Atalmin, Divrei Mishomim. The words of the now that literally means the words of the rabbi and the words of the Talmud. Who do you listen to? So let's say uh, a Talmud of Rosh, Rosh, Moshe Feinstein. You're talking to him, and uh, you ask him, you ask him, uh, what should I do about uh, such and such a thing on Shabbos? And he tells you mutter. And then you go to Rav Moshe Feinstein himself, and Rav Moshe Feinstein says usher. So who do you listen to? Rav Moshe Feinstein or his Talmud? You listen to Rav Moshe Feinstein. That's the mushal. What's the nimshal? The boss tells him to go slash tires. That's the Talmud. The Rav, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, said don't slash tires. Don't slash somebody's tires. It's prohibited to damage somebody else. And and uh, and uh, what have you, and Isser Nezikin. So the, the principle is that when we're, we're looking at this, this act where, where the uh, partner told this, this, uh, this young, you know, rough guy to go slash somebody's tires. So who's going to be responsible for, uh, for the damages? Who's going to be Chayav? It's going to be the guy who actually slashed the tires, even though somebody told him to do it, even though he was acting as an agent, and even though he was acting as a paid agent. Still, now, the idea being that a a mission that you were given that is against what a Baruch Hu wants you to do, well, there's no minui shlichut. There's no. There's no appointing of a of a shliach in such a situation. The appointment itself is is null and void because it's against God's will. Now, that's the principle. That's the general principle of age shliach of the varvera. Now, the sugya in the beginning of the of the second parak of kedushin discusses this at great length, and it uh, it does give besides that svara besides that. That that logic it also does give a a a way of deriving this from sukim, and that's going to be relevant. Now, let's go back to our case. Our case is uh, the the head of the farm telling one of the workers on the farm to go sell uh, the donkey. Let's focus on the donkey for now to a gentile, and lo and behold, that's a rabbinic prohibition. Question number one, does this apply to rabbinic prohibitions? And this is a suffix of, of the Maharit. And he writes as follows. Um, the Maharit, who's quoted in the Mishnah Lamelech, um, if I remember correctly, it's the Maharit Al-Ghazi, Rav Yontov Al-Ghazi. And he says, do you say on a rabbinic prohibition, in other words, is that, does that register in Avera? Does, is, does a rabbinic prohibition, something that is permissible on a biblical level, does that register? I just want to uh, share uh, that um, in the, in the there's a big uh, Gemara, an amazing set of Gemaras called Masifta, and uh, 
they've got anything you could imagine about every page in chess. And so it includes a uh, art scroll like Hebrew explanation of the, of the Gemara, but it also includes many, many, many things. Every single Rashi uh, uh, dealt with, every Tosas dealt with, uh, every Machlokas uh, Rishonim relative to a Sugya. In the back, they have these long, well-developed uh, presentations of major topics. So they have Anein Shlech Lidvaravera, and they have a collection of some of the sources. I just want to mention that there's a uh, a... a a sefer called Mutzal Me'esh, who discusses this topic of, is there a, uh, do we say, by rabbinic uh, averas? There's a note of Yehuda who speaks about it. Um, and uh, it involves certain cases that appear in the Gemara and Tosfos, different proofs from different cases where there's, um, where there's, uh, trying to extract from uh, cases that appear in the Gemara how we rule. Okay, so that's one question that comes up here. So the rule of Angelic Lidvaravir might not apply here. And if that's the case, well, then he's serving as a shaliach and and the donkey is sold. But if we say Angelic um, Lidvaravir, uh, it's very likely that the donkey was not sold. Number two, The shaliach didn't know that there was a prohibition to sell a donkey to an Anjou. And it doesn't sound like the Bailim themselves either knew either. And I'll just share with you, I didn't know myself until I read this chuba that there's a rabbinic prohibition to sell a pregnant firstborn a first time pregnant donkey to a non-Jew but there is such a prohibition now the if the svara if 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 ancient this this principle of agency does not work for transgressions if it's based on the principle of who do you listen to? Do you listen to Akkadish Baruch or do you listen to your boss? But what if you don't know that what your boss is saying goes against what Akkadish Baruch said? What if your boss tells you to do something which you think is dafka, you know, within the bounds of halacha, a standard halachic procedure, the same way you do it for the cows, you do it for the donkey. So if, if the shaliach himself that agent doesn't know that there should be anything wrong. So why should we say that that uh, he's he shouldn't have accepted that mission on himself? And he's not considered uh, a shaliach of the of the of the principal. He's not considered a shaliach of the person who sent him because uh, because in our situation he doesn't think there's anything wrong. So that itself is also the subject of a of a machlokas rishonim. Uh, whether you say if the shaliach is shogeg, he's not he's unknowing. Tosus seems to say that that it uh, it does not apply, um, and he works out a case in the Gemara that implies that seems to be 
uh, a Shogate case. So he works it out that that um, that it must be really uh, not Shogate, but um, but the Ritva very clearly says that even in a Shogate case, we say in Shlich Lidvaravera. And he says that that principle, that idea of uh, the words of the Rav and the words of the Talmud, who do you listen to? That's in general. That's the general idea behind it. But uh, we apply the principle of even in situations where the Shlich himself did not know it was an Avera. And again, it makes it makes sense given the fact that the Gemara does quote drushas for the principle of implying that it is not only a svara, which would, and then in which case uh, the halacha would be dependent on that svara, but it's a it's a drasha saying in the realm of Averod, in the realm of sins, agency uh, doesn't work. So that's a machlokas rishonim. Now, uh, he has a little bit of a of a um, of an aside here about about whether the whole agency itself was was done under false pretenses because the owner himself didn't know it was prohibited, um, but. Um, He, 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 uh, he shows that we don't, we're not, we're not concerned about that. Now, so in summary, we have a situation here where there's a number of doubts about whether the principle of Einschlich Lidvaravera should apply. If, if Einschlich Lidvaravera, first of all, it might not apply, uh, because it's rabbinic. It might not apply because it's it's done b'shogeg. It's done unknowingly by the shlich. If if it if if both of those on both of those uh, uh, issues that are that are either a machloket rishonim or a suffix within suffix in the post scheme, uh, the the suffix about uh, there's a doubt in the Ma'arit about whether it whether the principle applies to rabbinic laws and uh, the Nordi Yehuda, Mutzal Me'esh, others are also involved, Mishnah Melech are also involved in this issue. A, whether it applies to Shogeg is a Machlokas Rishonim. So it might be that that the sale is effective. Plus, even if we do say that Ein Shliach applies here maybe that just affects the sin itself but maybe the sale itself is still effective even if it would really be a bona fide avera um even if it was a biblical avera even if the shlech knew what he was doing maybe still we would say that the sale is effective so he has a discussion about whether we say uh that the sale is uh we have what he calls a sveik sveika uh Likula. There's there's two possible doubt levels, and according to each, the sale would be effective. Now, um
there's a section um that that uh that I I'm not going into I didn't go into where he where he does finally conclude that the sale of the donkey is not a sale but then he adds a second component what about the sale of the cows what could be possibly wrong with the cow the cows is a normal sale the only problem is he tied the sale of the of the cow along with the sale of the donkey if we read at the bottom there After we say that the sale of the donkey, and 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 that's that's his conclusion that the sale of the donkey, uh, the firstborn, the donkey that is that is pregnant with its firstborn, it's not considered a sale in order to uh, remove the mitzvah of of firstborn donkey. We have to discuss also the sale of the cows. Shaloto what so what could be possibly wrong with the cows? Well, he's selling a group of animals, pregnant animals to this Gentile. So he's going from his Moshav, whatever it is, he's going to this this Gentile and he's selling him for uh for six thousand shekels uh, uh a pregnant cow and a pregnant donkey now um what happens if one of those sales is null and void so let's read on inside because both of them think that this applies to both, this is a a bundle sale. And uh you know, you're buying not only the uh the uh, the computer, you're buying the keyboard, you're buying the screen. Uh, you're buying the mouse. You're buying the whole bundle, the whole the whole thing together. So here you're buying not only the cows. You're also buying the you're buying the donkey. And if the donkey is null and void, null and void, maybe the whole sale is null and void. So this is connected to a case in the Shulchan Aruch. Haomer lechaveru machor misadi beitzaa vehalachu machar beitzatayim. Harizim mosif al dvarav. What if somebody, a purchaser, wanted to buy a, a, a double size and the, the seller was only selling a single? So what if there's a large sale and part of it is being reneged? Can he go back on the whole sale? Because he only wanted to buy the bundle. 
he didn't want to buy only part of it. So there he says, um, that the seller excuse me let me read this inside okay how let's read inside how that's a certain area. And he went and he sold twice the size. Seller. He can add to his words the bilvad. He only sold a beitza. But then the seller can say, the buyer, excuse me, can say, wait a second, I only want to buy, I only want the, the larger size. So he says, look there in the Nesivas where he says, interesting, only the only the purchaser can, can renege. He didn't know. He thought that this act of Kenyan that he's doing, the act of acquisition he's doing on the on the parcel of land is going on the double size, the larger parcel. He didn't know that it was only uh, one saw. He thought it was two saw. So therefore, the whole sale is under false pretenses. Even the original one saw. He knew that it was only uh, one saw, so he cannot renege on that one saw. Now, what about our case? In our case, both the, the Jewish agent and the Gentile purchaser. So they thought that the whole bundle was being sold, the cows and the donkey together. So Hadino Tenu should follow. That both can retract, even on the cows. So in the bottom of the ninth, there seems to be an additional problem that comes up. Even on the cows, number one, the donkey, he concludes, after all of our discussions and all the possibilities, he concludes that the donkey uh, is not considered a sale. Fine. What about the cows? But the cows were included with the donkey. He thought this was a sale of cows and donkeys together. And now that the donkey's being canceled, well, maybe he doesn't want just cows. Maybe he wants cow and donkey. Maybe maybe then we're talking, we enter a different realm of halacha, which is the realm of a sale made under false pretenses. So he says, Ulam Our case is different. Why? 
it involves two different kinds of things. It's not either a large or a small portion of land, but rather it's X and Y or just X. So there's a machlokas Rambam and Rashbam, and it ends up that both come up in the Shulchan Aruch. Gabe Karka Udikalim, selling land and palm trees. According to the Rambam, it's just like a large and a small portion of land, even though it's two different things. He thought he wanted uh, the whole thing. And according to this, the the Gentile could could renege on the on the uh, on the cows also. And then this and then the sale of the cows themselves would also not be effective. When there's two totally different things, so the person there it's it's effectively two separate two separate sales that are happening at the same time, but they they were not understood to be tied together. Okay, so to to summarize. What seemed to be just a simple way of avoiding getting into a sticky halachic situation by selling all the pregnant firstborn animals to this Gentile ended up being a big, a big mess. Uh, he wanted to sell his cows that were pregnant with their firstborn and donkey pregnant with his firstborn uh, to a Gentile and thereby avoid the the the, the issues of of the mitzvahs connected with the firstborn. Uh, with cows, it's standard. The problem is with donkeys, it's a rabbinic prohibition. Okay, so what? But he sold it already. The only thing is, uh, if, you, if he had sold it himself, we would say the sale is effective even though he wasn't supposed to do it. But because he sold it through an agent, maybe there we apply the principle of ein shlech ledvaravera. Maybe we say, when you're when you're uh, uh, doing something which is a transgression, but you're doing it through an agent, well, there maybe even the sale is considered non-effective because you appointed an agent to sell for you. Maybe that whole agency itself is without a base, and therefore the animal is not even sold. And he actually ends up saying that the cow is. That the that the that the donkey is not sold. Um, there are two reasons to say perhaps uh, why the principle of Einshlech the Varbera shouldn't apply, uh, either because it's a, a rabbinic, or because it's a uh, it's a rabbinic avera, and maybe Einshlech the Varbera doesn't apply to that. Uh, that's the Maharit his suffix. And uh, maybe since it's a case of shogig, they didn't know it was usher, so so maybe maybe the uh, uh, the principle doesn't apply because the whole principle of ancient Lidvaravera, we don't have agency for transgression, is based on a svara. It's based on the idea of If the rav Hakodesh Baruch Hu, tells you not to do something, and the Talmud. Some fellow, some mafia head, some uh, uh, aggressive uh, uh, partner who's angry at his at somebody else. So he tells you to do something wrong. 
So who are you supposed to listen to? You're supposed to listen to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, the agency itself is not uh, is is not a, an agency, and therefore we'll go to the person who did the act, and we're going to say you're you're responsible for your own actions. However, it would follow then if that svara is what's really behind the principle of that it shouldn't apply to shogeg. It shouldn't apply when the when the agent doesn't know it's an avera. However, we know that there are Rishonim who hold that it does. The the Ritva, for instance, and I'm suggesting perhaps it's, and it sounds like that way, that it's not only a Svara, but rather it's also a Drusha from Sukkim. However, uh, he he ends up saying that the that the donkey is not sold. Now we got to deal with the with the uh, cows. Maybe because the sale was a combination of donkeys and cows. And uh, it ends up that the that the donkey sale doesn't doesn't count. Well, now maybe the sale on the cows is also something that the gentile could go back on. And then it would end up that even the even the the calves that will be born, the firstborn calves, will have the dean of a of a of a firstborn, and then uh, owned owned by a Jew. And therefore, it will be uh, it will be subject will only be permitted to be redeemed uh, when it develops a mum when it develops a blemish. So he ends up saying that this this is a machlokas Rambam and Rashbam, and it will be dependent on that machloket Rishonim. It will be dependent on that that machloket when you sell two things that are not a large and a small, a lot of something or a little of something, but rather A plus B, and you renege on on A. Does the sale on B still stand? Um, so that's a machlokas. Rambam says that that he can go back on the whole thing, and the Rashbam says they're considered two separate uh, uh, sales, and the uh, and the 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 sale on the on the cows would be would be still effective. So this would be dependent on how we paskin on that topic. Anyways, that's the that's the the Hartsvi on what seemed to be a simple case, which ended up being uh, uh, not so simple. 